It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this absolutely invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I would first like to thank each one of our listeners that tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the podcast on the recording. I am just so very grateful for each and every one of you. And you are all in for a very exciting time today as I have with me my returning monthly diva, Kate Nelligan. And her and I are going to chat about burnout and tips to recover. Oh my, this is something I'm sure we can all deal, all relate to. So Kate, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Hi there, Joyce. I'm always happy to be here. I am an equine-partnered life and business coach, animal communicator, author, and speaker, and I'm really excited to talk about our topic today. Oh, oh, so am I, Kate, and I am so excited to have you on my show today because I know it's going to be a great show. This topic, like I told the listeners in the beginning, it is something I know we can all relate to on burnout and finding the tips to help recover from that burnout. So with you being an equine-partnered coach, I know you've, I'm sure you've dealt with a lot of this with different people coming to you. What are some ways that you see the signs that people are heading towards that burnout or maybe are already in that burnout stage? Yeah, so I definitely see this with clients. I myself have been through it more so when I was working in corporate America and not in my calling with the horses. Um, But the biggest kind of misnomer is that once you do get into your calling that you won't burn out. And it's actually not true. Like we can do too much anywhere, anytime. Um, And the premise with the equine coaching work is how you do one thing is how you might do anything. So it's interesting because I will see people come and immediately try to do 10 things with a horse instead of just (laughs) one. Um, You know, they will, uh, I'll say, okay, well, can you ask the horse to walk with you? And they're like, yeah, but can we canter now? And I'm like, wow, like you don't have a lot of horse experience yet and you're wanting to go do the hardest thing. And sometimes that's just people wanting a challenge, but sometimes it shows me that you know, people are um, overextending themselves or have really high expectations. And I think that's kind of the precursor to burnout is this just perfectionism that a lot of us deal with and um, pressure that we put on ourselves, um, high expectations. People sometimes call it a standard of excellence, which is a great thing to have, but at what expense, right? Um, and it can be the expenses are our time our resources, our energy, our health, right, and our money. And um, we just have to be really cognizant of when enough is enough, 
<laughs> so I can walk you through some more specific signs and burnouts, but I wanted to pause because that whole one enough is enough thing is, is its own <laughs> podcast probably. <laughs> oh, and oh, how true that is because so many hold that high standard of excellence and they get so frustrated because they don't feel like they're reaching it. And it does take a toll on their health, on their energy. It takes a toll on their whole mind, body, and spirit is kind of how I feel. When when they get there where they're like, they just can't seem to ever be where they want to be. And that high expectations of themselves, like you said, and the pressure that we put on ourselves is the hardest ones is what I feel a lot of times is what brings us to that burnout point because we have such high expectations of ourselves and don't give ourselves that time to recover from one thing to the next. Exactly. And that's a big piece is the recovery. But what's interesting is I feel like, you know, high expectations don't happen when we're three or five years old, right? Like it's, <laughs> kids are playing. Kids are in awe and wonder. And so we internalize either parental um, or teachers. I've worked with kids who are like just having a hard time with their teachers, putting too much pressure on them. Um, or when we get older, employers and how they work and how they were raised. And so we stay later hours to impress them. Um, we go the extra mile all the time just to achieve. And, you know, we're much more in that culture of achievement rather than the culture of enjoyment. Um, and I woke up like a few days ago and just heard like focus on pleasure, like go back to like really that contentment and fulfillment of life is really where success is at, not the what am I doing next <laughs> energy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I so agree with you. We're so much more in that mode of achievement and having our to-do list that we've got to get this, this, and this done that we totally let go of the joy that we can experience in our life. And for me, that joy can come simply by this morning as I was in my office, I was hearing redbirds singing outside the window, and I was like okay, I'm just going to take that minute and run out, and I saw them. And they were just beautiful. And, I mean, what joy their music brought, and then to just take a moment and step out and see them out there. And to me, that's what can bring joy. It doesn't have to be some great big thing that you have to do. Just take a moment and experience the joy that's right there around you in order to kind of refresh yourself from the achievements or from your to-do list that you think you need to get done each and every day is kind of some of the thoughts that come to my mind on achievement and not experiencing the joys that are right there around you. Mm, Yeah, I love it. It's really becoming more aware of our our surroundings and also what brings us joy i love i have a video called um joyless because it was something my master's program taught us which is write as many things down that possibly bring you joy and i got over a hundred on there and you know you can just time um and you're definitely like in the solution of like what to do to balance out burnout and burnout physically is 
literally the adrenals have burned out from cortisol. And adrenals are very different in males and and females, being that um, testosterone can support the adrenals in men, and we but it not does not do that for women. So we have to be really mindful that we're not in that (laughs) testosterone energy. And I think it's really important that all humans at some point get their their hormonal levels tested and really understand um, what's going on with their thyroid and what's going on with their adrenals. And I'm not a doctor, and I'll say that right now, but I've done so much to really redirect Mm -hmm. my life and put myself on really healthy B vitamins and um, get more sleep and eat better and and exercise and all the basics because essentially – it's very easy to burn adrenals out in corporate America or as an entrepreneur building a business Um, or especially like right now, there's stressful stuff going on that we can see in the news and elsewhere. And everyone I've talked to over the last couple of weeks is like, I'm just overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. And there's, there's stress. They're really stressed. So stress is going to happen in life. It's just how do we balance it out and replenish our systems so that, you know, cortisol doesn't really run the body and take over. And the adrenaline junkies is, you know, again, it can work with in that masculine testosterone. But for women, we have to really understand, like, that we can't necessarily run in those same circles in the same way as men. And I've just found it so fascinating when I realized that, that like I had to, and I had to spend a lot of time and money getting my adrenals back online. And I can tell if they start now to, you know, short circuit and what I have to do because it's just, (laughs) you know, it's not fun to live like that. So part of some of the symptoms you had asked me earlier one is more emotional. You'll feel impatient. Um, whoever's you know starting to go through burnout will feel impatient, highly irritated. Um, there may be closer to anger or to outbursts. They might feel a little more reactive rather than responsive, and then they can feel guilty with this too, right? If they're if they feel like they know better, but they're barking at their children or someone else at work or even at the shop in a shopping center, like it's starting to really notice, oh, yeah, like your fuse is much shorter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I would agree so much because, yes, to me, that is one of the signs. And you can see it so easily. I mean, even even to like going into a place and if uh, someone is maybe having a bad day or maybe they're kind of on burnout at the job that they're at, you can almost just see it in the way they look and they're yeah. just not as friendly and they just have that look on their face like I have just had enough of everything at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> and it's exactly. Like, oh, goodness. It's so, <laughs> so funny yeah, because I, I've been seeing that lately. I don't know. Have you been seeing that where you live? I've been seeing it a lot lately. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, I've been seeing it a lot lately and feeling it a lot from other people. You can almost just feel their tension. It's just like it's building and it's like, oh, just kind of breathe, everybody, and uh, try to balance yourself out. But, yeah, I agree with you. There's a lot of things happening in the world and people are just, very stressful right now, it seems like, and their fuses are very short. 
I think so too, and I think that's why the horses wanted me to to talk about burnout with you today because I just was like, what do I do? And then they're like, burnout. And there's some great books on burnout. And honestly, I could have written one years ago when I was going through all of this, and like I was going to be diagnosed with Hashimoto's syndrome, which is an autoimmune, because of my stress from corporate America. But luckily, mm-hmm. I was seeing a bunch of different good doctors at the time, and they were like, here's how to course correct, right? So I had to get off the inflammatory foods, which was hard because I loved gluten and I <laughs> ate it all the time, sugar and everything else. But, yeah, I'm noticing it too. So another one is actually a brain piece, which is um, it's hard to focus, and you might feel scattered or just organized or like you can't track anything you're you're forgetting things um so that's another sign like that even the brain fog like that's another sign to pause and and find a way to reset because we're just not effective like we're we're running these oh i got to do all of this but like if we go hours and nothing really happens then, you know, we're just not being effective. So why not take those hours and take a nap or take a walk and then come back after there's been mm-hmm. you've been refueled? Because then in 20 minutes, you might be able to do the hard tasks that you do for three or four hours because you were depleted, right? So I've experienced that where I'm like, I mean, one thing I am really proud of in my corporate career I always used to take lunch breaks and I would either go to the gym or I'd walk outside and meditate after I started to see that there was just this like epidemic of everyone eating at their desks and never having a break. And it was like Mm -hmm. a badge of honor to have that much stress. But honestly, like now, I mean, it's very different. My life, I'm outside most of the time. So I, you know, I live a very different life now. Um, But that's another one is to notice the brain. And I don't have right now the neurology background and the brain science background to tell you exactly why that's happening. But I would imagine there's, essentially the brain is being overloaded with thoughts and is mm-hmm. is basically saying, hey, I can't keep running at this speed. you got to plug me back into the outlet and <laughs> recharge me, you know. Exactly. You've got to find some joy in your life so I can be recharged and not be in this flight and fear mode all the time that I have to get all of this these things done. So yeah, I I agree with you so much because I and I hear so many people that are saying I I'm having brain fog. They say I just I can't remember anything and I just I just don't feel like I'm thinking as clearly as I used to. So it's it has to be something in in the world of all the stress, the kind of energy sometimes that's being put out there. But I've heard that a lot more from a lot of different people about feeling like they have brain fog. So that that's a good one because I think a lot of people can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's, I mean, I'd say there's two main reasons. One is we are in information overload. The amount of social media platforms alone <laughs> to manage information uh-huh. and emails on is daunting. You know, the amount of um, things that we, people thought working remote, there would maybe be work-life balance more, but, like, there's a lot of studies that show that people worked even harder. And I don't know if it was this inner drive that they had to, like, prove themselves because they weren't in an office, in an office where you can go, you know, um, grab water, like, start to talk to people, and you have that, whereas we don't with 
Zoom, you know, which a lot of people are on. So I think it's the technology, I think it's the information overload, and then we won't go into this, but I also think, without a doubt, COVID and the vaccines have created brain fog issues as well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think there is a lot. And so this whole stress is mounting, and I started to feel this about two weeks ago and went, ooh, yeah, like this is we've got to we've got to talk about this and we've got to find ways to help people. The best thing I know I can do to, for people is get them out onto the ranch and give them some silent time with my animals because that will be restorative. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard to do when it's you know very cold out. <laughs> so yes, we're also in winter where we don't necessarily always feel like we can just go sit outside, right? So we have mm-hmm. to find other mm-hmm. ways, but. Um, yeah. So another one is that people get sick more frequently and they um whether it's physically or more their mental health and they feel kind of sick and they have more colds or physical ailments or their mind just is racing as well and they kind of have a hard time sleeping because of that or falling asleep, staying asleep. So there's like the physical and mental toll on the body from burnout and stress and so um, you know, I I think obviously we all wanted to keep our immune system up over the last couple of years because no one really wants to get sick and we've been really hyper-focused on that. Um, and, you know, I think there's just really ways to, like, build the foundations of the immune system um, and, uh, and really reducing stress is one of them. I talked to a friend. She was um, stage 4 cancer and pulled herself all the way out of it. Uh, doing a lot of really incredible work. And I said to her, what, you know, what was the one or two things that you thought like, was the most important? And she said she pretty much brought stress down to almost zero. And she said it's really almost impossible to do. She took a lot of time off. She didn't, t- any time she noticed to get her herself really, act- she was starting to get activated, she would immediately stop and redirect to something else that she knew was soothing. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, there's, there's, we need to learn self-soothing tactics, right? That are helpful in healing. We, we don't. It, a lot of people have used alcohol or used um, <clears throat> social media or other things, but those actually deplete deplete the adrenals even more. So we really need really good self-soothing tactics, which we can talk about. But have you noticed that people? I feel like lately everyone I know has gotten a cold. Or I I just had one for two weeks, and I don't usually get sick. So I knew that was my sign to slow down. Have you have you been seeing that too? That people are oh yeah, colds more. Yes, lots of colds, lots of respiratory, lots of not being able to sleep, uh, dizziness. People, some people have, I've seen quite a few that have said they've just had such dizzy spells that they just they just don't feel good and just yeah, I have seen a whole lot of that too and i truly feel too it's just the body is trying to give the signal that you need to slow down you need to take time for yourself and re like you said recharge replug yourself back in to different ways that can recharge your body and make you feel better so yeah i've i've seen a lot of that too around here there's a lot yeah. of people that are dealing with a lot of sickness. Yeah. And and unfortunately, it's 
you know, it does become hard to sleep or stay asleep. And sleep to me, um, my mom just got sick and she, I had just said to her, I'm like, the best thing you can do is sleep because that's what I did when I got a cold. And But it's so hard when people have all these responsibilities, right? But it's still, mm-hmm. it, beca- it becomes a requirement. It becomes, okay, what sort of support do we need to rely on to get ourselves better? But how do we get to the point where we don't even need to be in that crisis, right? And what do we do yeah. to balance that out? So... Those are most of the signs and symptoms. I just usually, I've dealt with people who've come and said they have to make a major life change or they're like they're not going to make it. I mean, I've literally, I've had business owners come who are so burnt out that they are not at all themselves anymore. Their staff doesn't really even like them. They know that like their marriage could end. They, I've just seen some really, you know, or they've been doing way too much as a mom. And mm-hmm. their whole life has been about their kid or kiddos. And mm-hmm. it's like they really have to to take a very conscious pause and then come up with a new plan because what they've been doing hasn't been working anymore. Um, and they see the horses and they see how the horses live in these states of often like tranquility and serenity and just presence and peacefulness and calm. And they're like, how, why, how can they have that? Like, I need to do that. And, um, I mean, it's really hard to compare because obviously humans take care of horses, right? And horses don't have those responsibilities. But, you know, there's a level of, like, there are beings, mostly nature, Mm -hmm. everything living in nature, that is in a rhythm and a flow. And it doesn't mean it isn't hard for them. They live in conditions we don't live in, right? Physical, in nature, weather conditions. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they they have a way of being that can remind humanity that we also can choose to have more of that energy. And it's a choice. It's not always an easy choice, yes. but it's a choice. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, and with the horses, too, I always, I've, my horses have been laying down a lot lately and I always feel that they're, they're grounding. They're taking that time to relax, to to let some of that energy go out that they've they are getting from all of us humans and from the universe that's coming in and they my horses have been laying down here in the last couple months way more than what they do sometimes i mean they'll kind of go sometimes where they lay down a lot and this is one of those times where they are and i'm seeing people too being more stressed so i'm like okay the horses are grounding themselves and re regenerating themselves is how I always look at it when I see them laying down like that. Mm, I love it. I mean, literally, <laughs> that is what I did yesterday. I just needed a mental health day. And I'll say that to the listeners, like, know your signposts of when you're starting to experience burnout. Do not let yourself get to a level 10 because you will spend so much time and money getting yourself back to a healthy mm-hmm. level. Um, so know when you hit the one, two, threes, and fours of burnout and redirect. And I knew I was getting there, which was weird because I like love what I'm doing, but I was starting to feel it. So I just took yesterday and luckily it was nice out and I just slept at the ranch. I took a really long nap and I woke up and my horse just passed out on the ground too. Like she was laying there oh. taking a nap also. But they do. I mean, even my goats do it too. And like they bask in the sun. They allow mm-hmm. the sunlight to refuel them because right. the sun is a healer. You know, mm-hmm. the ground is a healer. So they 
sit on the ground and they connect with the earth energy and how that replenishes us and you know they breathe and they um they definitely like they're not telling themselves stories about shoulds and have tos and so the combination of the physical stuff they do to ground and then the way that they focus on what feels good and they're not like thinking beings like it it really reminds us that we can do more of that we can be more feeling based and thinking at times and mm-hmm. we can consciously choose to like go beyond earth you know even just a good hike where you're really mindful or a good nature walk where you're really connected. One of my clients is doing a nature walk every single day now, no matter what the temperature is. And literally her life is changing. She's losing weight. She's happier. She's more connected to her kiddo. You know, she feels more peaceful and more grounded. Like it's just, and that's it. That's the only thing that she's changed really. So it's so important for us to get outside (laughs) and look up, not be on our phones when we're outside, right? Exactly, exactly. Just get outside and just breathe the air. Enjoy the sounds around you and the nature that is right there, the sky, the clouds, the sun. Just get out and enjoy them and just, yeah, leave leave the phone in the car if need be. So it will wait. I always say whoever needs me, they can leave a message. I'll get back to them later. It's kind of like when I'm with my horses. I'm like, nope, no phone out here. I don't need it. Yeah, I love it. I agree. I left mine in the car yesterday. I love also just like a full, I call it a tech Shabbat day. And it is the Shabbat based off of the Jewish religion where you don't spend money, you don't buy any, you know, you don't buy anything, you don't drive, mm-hmm. you don't do anything new, you don't use technology just for a day for 24 hours. Um, uh-huh. And there's a tech person that did this in San Francisco and she wrote about it too. And like, it's it's not about religion. It's just about a practice of literally going a day offline. And we're actually, in April, I'm working with a, a social media company, and their whole focus is getting people offline to have more enjoyment and more fun. And that's the thing. Like, if you realize you're not enjoying even your, your favorite, like, your, you know, your work, which you love, or you're not enjoying people mm-hmm. around you as much, all the signposts that, like, to pause and and sometimes we have to do these things alone we have to actually shake it up and either turn the phone off or go out by ourselves because really what needs our attention most at that time is our higher self our intuition and Mm-hmm. And it's not being there because even if we're in a great relationship with anyone, there's still that give and take um, that happens. Whereas if we're just by ourselves, we really can just be there for ourselves. So I love solo retreats for people. I love islands for people. <laughs> I love nature. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of that I think is really restorative. And of course, the basics like sleep and water because so many people are dehydrated, you know. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree so much. Oh, yeah. Keeping yourself hydrated and getting your rest and just getting out in nature. That is, it is just amazing how that can recharge you. It's, it's incredible. Well, Kate, this has gone so quickly and I knew it would. I mean, I'm like, I feel like we <laughs> talked about five minutes. We're, we'll have to do a follow up because <laughs> there's so much more to talk about on this. I love this. This was great. 
And as we come to a close, would you please share with our listeners how they may connect with you when they hear this and go, I need to connect with Kate Nelligan. What are some of the best ways to connect with you, Kate? Yeah, I mean, definitely my website, katenelligan.com. The Facebook group is Awakening with Equines, and the social handles are Kate Nelligan Equine Coach. And I would love to just offer that people consider, you know, or reach out and talk to me about whether they want to do a VIP day and have one full day out at the ranch or a retreat that is multiple days or even just a half day if that's all you can do to get away and a combination of some restorative transformational coaching and also some silent time just being with the animals and connecting in through touch and breath and you know, meditation, those are the most simple things, but often the biggest profound shifts happen there. Yes. Oh, oh, how beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Kate, for being a guest on my show today. This this was just incredible. I loved every minute of it. Minute of it. Thank you so much, Kate. <laughs> thank you. I love talking about these things, as you know, so thank you. <laughs> you are so welcome. And I would like to thank all of our listeners for listening to this amazing show with our incredible diva, Kate Nelligan. Be sure and stay tuned next month as she will be sharing more of her knowledge with all of all of our listeners. And be sure to share this show with all your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com. Have an absolutely magical day. And remember... Some of the tips she gave you, get out in nature, just let nature recharge you. And I love that, make a list of joy, things that bring you joy. So just remember some of the tips that she talked about. And be kind to all. Give your animals a great big extra hug and share your love with them until we connect again on Robust Lifestyle. Stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.